Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to a very special episode of Weird News Wednesdays because I'm doing it again, Sean. Ooh. As always, I am joined by my partner, Craig, Mr. Sean Mean. Away from the norms, I this week have put the stories together. Sean, how are you? I'm I'm good, Connor. I'm excited to see how you deal with hosting Weird News. Because <laughs> mm, let me right. tell you, in my Indeed. experience, I find it quite easy. But I think you're going to... Did you find it way too easy? Too easy. To to the Mm. point that it depressed me. And so I would like to request to never do it again, please. (laughs) That request will not be granted. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) So people tuning in for the first time like, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) Um, So normally, Weird News Wednesday's work is that I search the internet every single week and I find all the strangest news stories from around the world and I tell them to Sean and Sean hasn't even heard them. And then he just gives his natural reaction. Now, last week we mixed it up. Sean, just for the crack, did it instead. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it was, some have said middling. <laughs> some have even went as far as solid four out of ten. Other, some, other. I was those some. <laughs> you were those some. You were the two reviewers that we had. <laughs> yeah. uh, some people have also said, wasn't as bad as it could have been. Some have said it happened. So there are some of the staunch reviews we've had on iTunes. So that's pretty good. That is pretty um, good. But this week I said, maybe I'll take the reins back. Show you how the real the real king does it. You know what I mean? I, not at all, but I'm going to let you run with this. Why is the king riding with a horse? Why is he using reins? Surely he has some sort of chariot. <laughs> some, surely he has some sort of fake legs, like in Shrek. Uh, yeah, um, to make him taller. Yeah, what's his name? Lord Farquaad. Lord, Lord Farquaad, yes. Um, okay, sorry, that's just a random talk. <laughs> um, we're going to get into weird news this week, Sean. And we're starting off with a story that I think might be one of my favourite stories we've ever done. That is, and it's come at a time ooh. when I, I was not expecting it. That's true, I expected a, a, a week of dirt news stories that we were trying to make yeah. funny. Yes, but no, I think this is right up there with the man who played um, the da 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 song. The Benny, the Benny Hill theme. The Benny, Hills, the Benny Hill team as they ran around the cars. This is on the same level as the pantomime horse race that was about Star Wars. We have. His colleague surprised him with a flight on a fighter jet. He accidentally ejected himself mid-flight. What?! Jesus Christ. <laughs> it gets better, Sean. Do you, I mean, the headline French, sells it. French investigators have released a new report cataloguing a comedy of errors. Oh, that so led, funny. That led to a terrified 64-year-old man <laughs> being flung from a plane. It's <laughs> amazing. I told you. Jeez. Okay, I have thoughts, but I think I should hear the whole story first. 64. 64. Um, 
Wait, the 64-year-old manager... Oh, go on. I was, I was trying to work that into a Paul McCartney joke. <laughs> <laughs> the 64-year-old manager at a French defence manufacturer had no experience flying in a fighter jet. Why would he? Nor had he, e- nor had he ever expressed any desire to do so. <laughs> so his friend was just like... The, that was like... The, the fighter jet vouchers were right beside the till. And he was just like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's Jim's birthday. Oh, oh what? Uh, that'll do. That'll do. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's like a big pile of money besides, no, he wouldn't like money. He wouldn't like money. Oh, no, fuck. No. There's a load of like chocolates uh, and things that say specifically yeah. for Jim. And no, he's like, no, jets. fighter jet. <laughs> specifically for him. Um, but his colleague surprised him with a gift of being a passenger in a military f- jet flight. He felt he couldn't say no due to peer pressure. <laughs> he gave it to... So Jim is a coward, is what you're saying. Well, I'm telling you Jim is a big coward. So his name isn't Jim, by the way. But <laughs> Jim, What's his name? Jim... Uh, it hasn't said his name. No, probably his, privacy. His identity has not been revealed. Oh, well, maybe it is Paul McCartney then. Let's call him Paul. Mm. Okay, so Paul, he he's at work, and his friends come in and say, we've got you this present for your 64th birthday, Ah, oh, lads, you shouldn't Here, have. We know you're terrified of flights, uh, and we know you're terrified of heights. Those are the first That's two things I tell rhyme. people, yes. That is true. That's your Twitter bio. So what we've done is very cleverly bought you a trip in a fighter jet. What? What do you think? So those are the ones that go really high and really fast. <laughs> Yeah, you're a passenger in a military jet flight. Military? Like, with guns yeah. and such? Yeah. What if... What? Yeah, no... Lads, thanks very much, but what if anything went wrong? <laughs> you know what? I'll leave it. You know what? Now that you've said that, I'll leave it there. No, no, uh, like... Go on. Go, uh, look, Paul, <laughs> you really want this. Wouldn't it be class? You're, you're not going to be allowed to join our gang you, no. if you don't go, Paul. Paul, look, you're you're 64. You're, what'll, what'll everyone in this office think? They'll think, oh, Paul's a big scaredy cat. Yeah, they'll call you a little bitch boy. They're already calling you a little bitch. But the boy is going to come next, Paul. You don't want that. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm allergic to great improv. Um. (laughs) Then why did you sneeze? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's good improv. (laughs) Thanks. So, they had obtained special ministerial approval for the flight and the present. How do you fucking organise this without anyone... Look, the boys... They took a lot of organisation skills. Paul would have had to sign something before... Like, they would have had to background check Paul, I would have thought. Oh, there's a lot more to it, Sean. Uh, He didn't want to be rude because they had gone through all the trouble, but he was terrified. I do empathise with that in a big way. (laughs) Mm. That is that is very you to be like, oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Thanks, Graddy, for this Catman <laughs> person. Oh, Catman's amazing. <laughs> um, so the gift was sprung on him that very morning that he went on the flight show. Oh, there's he no prep time. Hours. Hours to mentally prepare himself. A doctor performed a medical examination, which should have taken place 10 days before the flight, as per the rules. Just four hours before the takeoff. What line of work are they in? Like, is there some... What's going on? Is there some shady shit happening? No, here's the thing. They, they, They work pretty high up. He's a manager at a French defense manufacturer. Okay. Right, okay, okay. So he, he's pretty high up in the French defence area. But that doesn't... So he's... That doesn't mean you can just take a ride in a plane, surely. It does. You have power and he's rich and white. Oh, yeah. Of course he can do whatever he wants. You've hit the nail on the head there. So, so just hours before takeoff, they had the medical examination. Because, of course, they only just sprung, on, sprung it on him as a surprise that morning. Blood pressure's so, through the roof, Paul. He's... He's very mentally unprepared, you could say. Yes. The man listened. He stressed. And he confused during a safety briefing when he was informed on how his ejector seat worked. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, yeah. You, you, this, you can see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. His heart was racing as he entered the cockpit. His smartwatch recorded it being 136 to 142 beats per minute. Seems too high. That's I would say that's nearly too high. It's more than two beats a second. 
Yes. Jesus. Um, I, I think average is, what, 70? 70, 70 yeah, 70, 80, I think. Something like that. Yeah. So it's 136 to 142 times a minute. He is, in scientific terms, shitting himself. <laughs> shitting bricks, I would say. Shitting bricks. Uh, he's building another a small orphanage with the bricks that he has shot. Um, so he has. he was so nervous, he didn't properly check his safety equipment, Sean. What? How would you... Which... No, um, wait, 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 wait. They make him check his own safety equipment. Yo, <laughs> now you've kind of come up against one of the series of unfortunate events that led to this. Oh, no. So... So he's never gone on one of these before. He's going to know exactly where all the safety equipment is. Yeah, should I let me drive the roller coasters when I go on them? Yeah, you know when you do your driving test and you're like, have you ever done this before? No, I'm just going to wing it. Uh, See what happens. Yeah, turn on to the motorway there. Big rats. <laughs> um, so, and, but then soon enough, they were taking off, Sean. It was a lovely day. They were piloted by a French veteran military pilot. Good. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Everything's in place to go right. The pilot had over 2,000 hours of flight time experience, having encountered, I would assume... Thousands and millions of scenarios that he has overcome. Yes, with with ease, with the skill of a trained mm. defence person. Not one person has died under his watch. Oh, God. As the pilot levelled off and the plane was subjected to a negative gravitational load factor, which can create the feeling of being upside down. So he did one of his tricks that made it seem like the plane had gone upside down. Yes, cl- a classic move. A classic move. The passenger in question reached for something to hold on to, Sean. Oh, God. So, you know when you just, like, you reach out with your hand just to get your get your balance back? Yeah, just to ground yourself. Well, he inadvertently grabbed the ejector handle. <laughs> oh, no. And then did he give it a quick pull? <laughs> he was, of course, flung into the air. <laughs> See... I've watched videos on how ejector seats work, and I think by and large, between pulling the handle and ending up outside of the plane, it's a quick process. Yeah, it doesn't happen over a period of time. No. It's normally, it happens and then you're fucking gone. So so the confusion. Yeah. So the... the, (laughs) I never even considered. He's in a mob with the paddy. (laughs) And he just reaches out and then he opens his eyes one second later and all he feels is air. He's falling through the air. Oh my god, you'd be shitting yourself. Somehow he survived, Sean, as the seat, of course, had a parachute that it deployed automatically when the ejector seat that, was pulled. No, that's fine, just, that's fine, but imagine having to come to terms with what was happening on the way down. <laughs> How long would that take? How like how high up maybe was it? A few he? seconds. I don't know. It doesn't say how high up he was. Well, how high does a fighter jet fly? I mean, they can fly into the atmosphere. Some of them, mm. <laughs> hundreds of miles. I can only assume. Well, if he, if he was, if he was high enough that the parachute deployed and it actually like saved him, that's pretty high. Like, it's so and so. You have, I would say, at least maybe 10 seconds, it, maybe 20. Yeah, maybe up to a minute. Like, where maybe up to a minute. You're just sitting there floating. And you're just like, what? 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 Ah, <laughs> but imagine the first 10 seconds when the parachute hasn't deployed yet. Oh my god, you're just Imagine spinning. the fear. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what a smartwatch clock then. <laughs> it just exploded. <laughs> There's no point. The one, no yeah, point. the one injury he received was a burn to the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> but despite his inexperience and stress, the passenger was mostly in charge of securing himself in the cockpit. As we said, Sean, That's... which has led... So this is one of the many series of unfortunate events that had to happen for this man to end up outside his own plane. Were they trying to kill him? I think it might have been a fighter jet situation where they tried to kill him, yes. Like, was Paul... Was Paul up for a promotion, perhaps? <laughs> but it gets worse. It gets worse. Does it actually get worse? <laughs> this meant... Well, this meant, right, that they didn't... They didn't take his inexperience and his stress into account and he was mostly in charge of securing himself in the cockpit, as you do with any first-time flyers. Absolutely. But... 
<coughs> this meant that when they took off Sean, his helmet had not been properly secured. No. So when he exploded out of his seat, <laughs> with the seat, it went flying in midair when he was ejected. So he lost his helmet? Yes. Oh my god. So not only is he terrified and falling through the air, he's now also cold. Yeah, oh look, his ears are freezing. That is a pro... You're going to get a cold. I don't want to say it too fast, but you are going to get maybe some just some shivers. Some shivers. When, when did this story happen? This week. Now, how far away are you from a pilot in a cockpit? <laughs> I don't think that's the issue. <laughs> well, it should be. It, sh- it should have been, to be fair. Um, but he, I think it was just, it was it was just a present. Just a present. You know what I mean? When, you're, when your pals get you a present and you can't turn it down. Yeah, it's just, it's so nice. It'd be awkward because they went through so much work. But mm. also, like, is he ever, is he going to tell him? Well, I suppose they know now what happened because it's on the news. Mm. But, like, there's no coming back from that because that's worse than not no. going. Is pa- yeah. is panicking and ejecting yourself? <laughs> I think of the things you can do with a jet in a in a fighter jet, I think that's maybe top two things that are the worst possible ideas. Isn't there some fact that ejector seats kill more people than they save? I suppose they would. Would it be like the g forces of the whole thing? Maybe, maybe would that's it. Exploded out. That could be it. That it's it just it does so much damage to you on the way out that it's not worth it. I don't know that for a fact. If you ever have an yeah, opportunity just, to pull an ejector seat, I encourage you to do so. I actually think everyone, if you have an ejector seat anywhere near you, pull it straight away. Just, don't even wait. Yeah, get out of that situation. It's clearly designed I for want a quick you on exit. On the ground, on the ground to pull it and just fly out and land in the tarmac. Just <laughs> face up to the back seat. You're going to do it anyway. Just while they're taxiing out to the runway. Eject. <laughs> um, investigators found that neither the passenger nor the pilot had been told that the doctor who examined the man recommended he not be subjected to a negative load factor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the doctor was like, whatever you do, do not let them do the negative load factor deal because it's not good for I you. I cannot right. stress this enough. <laughs> no, honestly, you will end up outside the fucking jet somehow. I don't want to get into how, but you will. I'd love if the doctor predicted it. It was just like, no, because if that happens, he's going to panic and reach for something to hold on to. Then It's because he's lost so many 64-year-old men called yeah, John. This isn't the first time. <laughs> he has like a whole wall monument. The lost heroes. <laughs> the, lo- the lost Pauls. <laughs> um, discovering the feeling of the negative load factor the insufficiently strapped and totally surprised passenger he was not told that this would happen held onto the ejector handle and activated it unintentionally investigators wrote the man's parachute deployed and he landed in a field sustaining minor injuries that required him to be taken to a hospital where he is now fine well I'm glad he's fine because that means we can talk about mm. this so, despite the jet normally ejecting both the passenger and the pilot when one of them pulls the ejector handle, the mechanism failed. What? And only the passenger went flying. So the pilot just kept flying. That's ridiculous. Yes. That pilot should... He's hes never going to trust an ejector seat again, is he? Like, but surely it's his fault by being like, if you touch that, we're both dead. Or not dead, but we're both not in this fucking jet. This jet costs, I don't know how much to make. Yeah. And if I'm not here, nobody's landing the jet. Yeah, like that jet, that jet is going to crash. Yes. And then, and who, like, where's it going to land? It could land on someone. It's, oh my God. Yes, yes. Despite the report's many findings of technical and procedure failings, the very first thing investigators highlighted was the co- as the cause of the incident was the stress and surprise the man felt thanks to his well-meaning but ill-advised colleagues. Well-meaning but ill-advised really sums that up. Mm. So that is our first story of the week, Shot. I think, can you have a worse day? I don't. I don't think so. 
But and I've I've been doing a bit of research here in the background. I've been using a sneaky mm. googs. But right. uh, apparently he ejected at twenty five hundred feet, <laughs> which is seven hundred and sixty two meters. That's a lot. Yeah, no, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. And now the speed of gravity is nine point eight meters per second. Yes. So using some quick maths, uh, we can presume he was falling uh, at a speed. Oh no! Sorry, he was falling for seventy-seven seconds. Oh my god, that's too long. It would have been longer, but it would have been longer if he puts the par- if he pulls the parachute, or if the parachute comes up. That's because true. That's your descent. That is true. So it would have been probably maybe fifteen to twenty seconds of just dead. I like I'm I'm gonna die. Yeah. And then there's the moment where you just completely get jerked back up into the air as the parachute gets deployed. Yeah, and then you're just presumably you don't move because you're like, whatever I'm doing right now is I'm alive. <laughs> I haven't died yet. That's step one. Let's keep this going. Mm. This is a good start. Like he has to land that as well. I suppose the chair would just like he says he got minor injuries, but I think like, he's 64. It's a miracle this man did not have a heart attack. Did he crash through the glass of the cockpit or something? Like, I think the the thing becomes this at, um, unattached. Or is that wrong? Oh, that, that makes sense. Mm. I suppose. I don't know. I've never been I in suppose. the fighter plane. Yeah, either have I, to be honest with you. But all I know is this man... Either had this man, to be fair. Um... He just went up because his friends peer pressured him in. And this will tell you a lesson, people. Mm-hmm. Always do what the crowd wants you to do. Absolutely. If they say jump, jump. That's how I ended up on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, come on. Wouldn't it be cool? Do it! <laughs> um, so, we're moving on to our next piece of news. That man, how is he still alive? That's fucking um, terrifying. Next piece of news. Robots replace Japanese students at graduation amid concerns about a virus. This is the future and I love it. Yes. Spring graduation ceremonies in Japan have been cancelled because of the pandemic. Yes. But students at one school were able to attend remotely by controlling avatar robots while logged on at home. That's amazing. Go on. See now... It's amazing, but I'll come up with an issue in a second. The robots dubbed New Me by developer ANA Holdings were dressed in graduation caps and gowns for the ceremony at the university in Tokyo. The robots' faces were tablets that displayed the faces of the graduates who logged on at home and controlled the robots via their laptops. Okay, I, I, I still think it's neat and cool. It's probably more expensive than it should be. What about kill all humans though, Sean? What about if one of those people thinks, as a robot, I could destroy this place? I mean, they're they're being controlled by humans, though, surely. Yeah, the humans are home. So you have one human at home that's like, I hate graduation, or I hate John, he stole my girlfriend. So he goes over and fucks John Drover up. Robot Wars, is what I'm saying. I don't think Sergeant Bash is accepting a diploma. <laughs> Or Sir Killalot. Oh my god, he deserves one. <laughs> he really Sir does. Sir Killalot deserves one. He killed so many people. Lots. What? Lots of people. What if, like, the equivalent of, like, the slacker kid, uh, he didn't get a robot, he just got, like, a broom taped to a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, an iPhone shoved on it. <laughs> Not even any arms. It's just, like, they're about to give him the diploma, it just drops to the floor. <laughs> it drops to the floor. And he just, then he, and he just sweeps it away. <laughs> Roomba picks it up. <laughs> oh man oh, This is what happens When you don't come to class This is what happens You get left with the shit one Yeah That's Yeah he was the last one to turn up And it's just Alright give him the fucking Trash can robot So one by one The robots motored toward the podium To receive their diplomas School staff clapped And said congratulations As the university president Placed the diplomas on a rack Mounted on the robots midsection I think this is a truly A novel experience To receive a certificate In a public area While I am in a private space Said one of the students Wow What a way with words Um, Putting that degree to work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the university hopes its approach can be adopted by other schools looking to avoid mass gatherings. So, 
But do you think anywhere else has the funds and maybe the means? Can you imagine our college that we graduated from having anything other than a broom and a Roomba? I mean, we'd be lucky to get the broom, let's be honest. Maybe. M- maybe, actually, that's right. The, I've... How, okay, how do I put this? I think that, I think this thing is amazing. I think it's funny as hell. I don't see the point in it. Because surely the graduation is there so you graduate in front of all your friends and family. You could just send them the graduation thing. Like, just the the certificate. And they can, yeah, and they can take photos at home. And then when all this is over, <laughs> yeah, then you can have yeah, your The idea is you dress up, a dress up with a suit and you have the hat and you have the little gown. Yeah, you look really you well and thing. you get a graduation picture. But not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Kill all humans. He becomes you. He steals your identity. <laughs> He's you now. He's you. He has your degree. You don't have any fucking degree. Well, I think that he's sh- after spending four years. Yeah, like the robot is the one who accepted it. So I like the way they just put it in a basket as well, and presumably that robot has to find his way to your house. Just <laughs> they never give him coordinates. No, it's just like you gotta find them. Yeah, they just give him a name, and it's like your 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 next target. Sarah Cotter. <laughs> oh her. fuck! <laughs> he gets on a boat. <laughs> the um, what I think they should have done is like give out the awards in Minecraft or something. Oh, good. And then they're all wearing suits. Why, my... Yeah. Um... Or Fortnite. Fortnite would work. Oh, Fortnite is so cool with the kids. Is it though? So cool with the kids. Are the kids still into Fortnite or are they tired I think Ninja is still considered cool. Okay, well he'd better be. Or are, are, have people turned on Ninja? I don't know. Um, I, 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 I don't know enough about Ninja and his followers. There, there was that, see there was that time that he said he's as talented as like sports stars. Yeah. Because he plays a video game a lot. And he's, I don't know if that's. He is very good at it. Look, I'm I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting the man's very good at it. But it's it's a bit different. I don't think I'm allowed to play Premier League football, but I am allowed to turn on Fortnite if I want. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to attack Ninja. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, come on, Ninja. I, I'm, I'm willing to attack him. Um, another person that likes to attack Sean is our next news story. Oh. Because we have a... Italian mayor uses drones to scream profanities at residents go ignoring lockdown rules. What a fucking hero. No, I have actually some of the quotes that he said, and he's a fucking legend. So drones have been used in many parts of the world to help with the current outbreak. From spraying disinfectant in China to posting drone footage on Twitter of UK citizens um, during the lockdown. A mayor in Italy has taken another novel drone-based approach to encouraging uh, residents to stay indoors during the virus, which has affected Italy, of course, a lot worse than most other countries. Mm-hmm. So, in a video from Euronews, Mayor Cateno de Luca, Cateno de Luca, it's one of them, can be heard... Can be heard shouting profanities at Italians venturing outdoors through speakers attached to the drone. <laughs> Did he make them himself? <laughs> it's just his voice shouting through the drone. That's a that's like Blade Runner type fucking. So one of them was, "Where the fuck are you going? Go home." He tells two men in the video who run in apparent fear from the drone. Are you fucking stupid? He is claimed to have shouted at another <laughs> woman. Along, along with telling another man, run home. Run from me. <laughs> and it's just like, you're, lads, you're tick. Get in. Like, are you... F- Jesus Christ. How am I going to make this any clearer? You, I'm a fucking flying drone. That's... I love that he just doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, no, they're going to listen to me. Yeah, I imagine right. You're out. You're being a bad boy, ignoring the clar- the the quarantine, the lockdown. You're out. You're out with the guys, the lads, all the lads. All the lads, right? yeah, all yeah, t- yeah, yeah, talk- yeah. Talking about your your best gals as they do, as lads do. Right? So as they do. So they, they're all just hanging about, and suddenly over a wall, just a drone appears. <laughs> 
that it's just are you fu- where the fuck are you going go home are you fucking stupid it's, it's, yeah and it's just like a scene from a war movie of it coming over the hill oh shit and it's just playing fortunate son and just like nam gunfire is going on just explosion noises and everything like they're all just like they're, we're gonna die holy shit he's got guns <laughs> he's armed <laughs> he's armed and dangerous oh man and is is he does he have like a live camera so he's like singling people out uh, they must have just recorded his noise or his voice like uh, right. it can't just be him at home on like fucking Instagram live just watching the live footage like Jason right here we go Right, better get on the old shouty voice. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Go home. You're gonna kill your mother. No, my my favourite is run home. That like <laughs> run. if he says that, but he went and he went run home. Yeah, he's <laughs> like Jesus. Do you need some Batman? Batman it. <laughs> There's nothing for you here, old man. The future is, the future now. is now. Get out of here. That's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think mayors around the world should be doing that more. Yeah, I think, uh, give, give every mayor just a microphone and a drone and just see what happens. Just like, fucking hell, lads. Why are you being tick? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, imagine the Irish one of that. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Ah, no. Ah, lads. Ah, no. ah, here now. Ah, lads. Ah, here now. See, I just said, are you being tick? But I've realised, are you being tick is a very Irish phrase. That means, are you being dumb? Yeah, it's like, are you taking the head? Like, you're like yeah. Your skull is so thick that there's no brain in there. <laughs> ah, yes, it has been said to me many a time, Sean. No, Jess. Many a time. Oh, those teachers um, were lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was weird now. It was my nursery school. Like, I was only three. <laughs> screamed at me. Just screamed. Look, got it um, done in the end. So... Moving on to our next piece of news, and that is a man... Now, uh, during this quarantine, during this lockdown, people are they're acquiring different skills. They do things to take up their time. Absolutely. Um, and so, one man, a father of two, has decided that gardening was his best bet. Okay. Was, um, but I guess you could say it was actually a bit of gardening. What? Sean, because a man unearthed a car from the 1950s in his back garden. <laughs> Jesus. How big is his garden? How big is the car? Oh. It's a chicken and egg situation, Sean. Which came first? <laughs> uh, probably the garden. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, so a father of two who was gardening while at home during the lockdown has unearthed what is believed to be a car from the 1950s buried under his lawn. John Brayshaw, 40, dug up the mysterious motor in his back garden in the Spen Valley and it was still mostly intact with its engine, doors and registration plates still on the car. What? Oh, so he is he going to fix it? I, look, but the real question, how did it get there? Uh, his ha- okay, have you seen the movie Cars? I I have seen the animated movie Cars, yes. Good, well, his house mm. takes place in that movie, and oh. it was built on a yeah. mass grave of Cars. And so you're saying he's a drawing? Yeah, I'm saying this man is a cartoon. A car too. Oh, very good. Well, I suppose cars <laughs> would be a cartoon. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm moving on. Okay. John, who bought the house six months ago, was digging post paddles to start decking his garden when he found the car, which was buried on its side in a seven foot by ten foot hole. That's even weirder. Um, oh, there's drugs in there. Oh, <laughs> is that your prediction? D- drugs. There's a body in the boot or something. I like how there's drugs... Imagine there was drugs in the boot and their first thought was, well, we'll have to bury the whole car. That just will get rid of the drugs. Oh, but, that, but that just means the car is, like, more involved than you think. <laughs> the car knows something. What do you know? Oh, we're still in the car's universe here, right? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> good, good, of course. <laughs> I, I didn't doubt it. Um, he believes the car is a 1955-56 Ford Popular... 103E, based on the style of the dashboard and the steering wheel. Okay, I'm looking um, it up now. 103E, Ford Popular. Jez, I spelled one wrong. 
on a free <laughs> e. <laughs> Sorry, really quickly, how did you spell one wrong? I thought I was typing a number, but I was typing a letter oh, instead. So instead of one, I yeah, put in Q. Yeah. You spelled a number wrong. That's the level we're at here. <laughs> That's the. I'm a bit thick in the head, lads. D- day 35 of lockdown, I spelled one with <laughs> wrong. This, you know what? It's a nice looking car, Connor. It's, an, it's a nice little car. Yeah, not the one well, he dug up, ha- but the regular one. No, that's absolute dog shit. John said he had no idea why it would be buried in the middle of his garden, but it has been suggested to him the car could have a military link. He said it's really weird. It's not something you find every day, John. The, cla- the classic line of just... It's not something you find every day. Yeah. The man has found a whole car in his backyard. No, that's fine. That's fine. I would argue it's pretty easy to find a car every day. <laughs> I found one yesterday. Did and you? And the day before. Good God. And the day before. I've, I'm finding yeah. one right now. I'm literally looking at a car as we speak. Good God, I'm in a car. <laughs> Are you in the car's universe again? I've, I've been run over by a car. <laughs> oh no um, So um, It is literally in the middle of my garden He said It's one of those things That you literally You have to see it To believe it Sean he, oh, He's accomplishing a lot By saying very little Of substance there He's he's said a lot of words there Without saying anything <laughs> I like his description They asked him What did you do Like When you found it And he said I was like What on earth is this <laughs> You know what Sean He's He's not one to go over the top, is what I'll say about old John. No, John is John is just pissed off he can't finish his decking. Yeah. Cool, calm and collected at all times is John. What on earth is this? And, uh, oh, it's a car. Very good. You just found a fucking car. Imagine going into your backyard and digging up a car and going, what on earth is this? See, if I... Oh, wow. If I dug up a car, I think I'd probably rebury it rather than deal with having to get rid of it. <laughs> It's haunted. It's definitely haunted. <laughs> it's the it's that Stephen King car that killed people. Yeah, no, you're dead right. Uh, or the episode of Futurama. That's the one. That's my only frame of reference for that car. Yes. Um, I thought it was an old air raid shelter at first when I saw the roof. And I thought, who'd buried the roof of a car? Which is an amazing line because he thought they buried only the roof. But I suppose you wouldn't think there's probably another car. The rest of the car is attached to that roof. Yeah, we keep digging down. It'll eventually become Optimus Prime kind of a thing. <laughs> the Mega... Oh no, Megatron! Oh no, no, no. he's coming uh, back! It was 50-50 who it was. <laughs> um, I've been told that at the end of the World War Two, there was an influx of people that used to work for the Secret Service. It has also been suggested to me that the colour of the car is known as RAF Grey. <gasps> the house has got a full cellar, which is under a trap door. I can't find a trace of the reg- registration plate anywhere, and there seems to be no record of the car available, which is weird as well, he says. So, John, he's thinking he's maybe he has a house that's built on an old burial ground for military secret service. What? Yeah, what if he... What if there's a load of hidden shit under there? <laughs> like... What is this? <laughs> Stalin? What the fuck? <laughs> what are you... That's not something you find every day. <laughs> Yeah, what on earth? Yeah. Secret <laughs> Mussolini, <plans. laughs> what on earth? Oh, what, like, it's... It, he's, done, he's done his research, to be fair to him. Like, Look, if you're if you dig up a car, though, I think you would put all your effort into finding out what the fuck is going on. Especially now, because there's fuck all else to do. Yeah, there's nothing to do. You, like, he has actual permission to make, like, a, a red string board on the wall. Oh, imagine. Imagine how much red string he could use. Oh, it'd be so much red string. Yeah. The Ford Popular, of, often called the Ford Pop, Sean. Ford Pop, um, of course. Ver, ver, Ford Pop. Um, it was When it was launched, it was Britain's lowest-priced car, which we're all fascinated by. But John, <laughs> a contracts manager, had planned to lay the decking over the bank holiday weekend. But due to being out on furlough leave, he decided to start the work a week early. Whoa. Okay, we're getting some backstory to John here. Yes. He said, I had all the materials ready. Look, 
Do you know what happens when they write an article? They don't reach the number limit. Oh so, no! Fuck! We'll have to a- we'll have to ask her about his garden. That's true. Yeah. We'll discuss- <laughs> so- what fucking flowers do you grow, John? <laughs> he said, "I had all the materials ready, and I needed to do something to put my brain back into action. I was just sat in the house watching the news, and it was frying my brain. So I thought, let's start this decking. I never for a second thought that I'd find a car. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> What he's done there. He's a way with words. He's spoken like a man of the people there. He's just, I never would have thought I would have found a car, but you'll never guess what. I did find a car. Jesus, next, I bet I wouldn't find a load of money hidden under the ground. (laughs) But but it turns out, I did find a load of money hidden under the ground. Isn't that weird? That's, Jesus, I bet I wouldn't find the cure to cancer. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, look. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Can't win them all, lads. Damn it, John, you're shit. <laughs> so aggressive. Damn it, Stalin. Um, he says, I'd say the hole is, a, is at least seven feet deep, ten feet wide, or ten feet long, and five feet wide. That is a fucking massive hole. That's fucking For him huge. to just dig up. What, like, why didn't he get a metal detector when he moved in or something? How's it? No, no. Surely the question is, how did he dig a hole that was that deep by himself? Well, John's a pure tank. Yeah, look, I've, and now he has another tank. <laughs> He's got two tanks. Johnny two tanks. <laughs> Johnny two tanks. And he's wearing a tank top. Johnny three. He's a three triple tanks. threat. And then, and he's very polite. Yeah. Tanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. He says please all the time. Ah, of um, we're, we're moving on to our next story. That is, following crash, woman strips naked and walks down Lowman Avenue. Everyone's favourite avenue. A says woman was left in disbelief following a, a vehicle crash on Sunday when the occupant of the other vehicle got out and started stripping naked. Now, her name, one of the drivers, is Sky Blue. Oh, very good name. And she's 22. So, if you just really quickly say that... Sky Blue 22? <laughs> Sky Blue 22 said a woman driving a brown Honda CRV ran a red light and clipped her 2012 white Ford Focus about 9.30am on the avenue overpass to Interstate 25, everybody's favourite interstate. That's early for all so this I'm stuff to be going down, isn't it? Very early for a naked walk, like... Are you just... Are you day drinking at that stage? Are you eating a bit of the cure? Oh, you'd have to be. You'd have to be. Mm. There's no other way that's happening. After both vehicles came to a stop, the driver of the CRV exited her vehicle. The woman took her clothes off and threw a roll of paper towels down the road. And then she began walking down the street against the traffic, said Sky Blue. To to what end? (laughs) To what end, Sean? Where was she going? To what end? Where was she going with all the roll of paper towels? That's like gold dust these days. It is. Um, um, last Crusades police arrived at the crash site Sunday at the Avenue overpass. Jeez, they're mad about that Avenue overpass. Mad about it. The driver of the, the driver of the brown Honda SUV had exited her vehicle, and they were trying to find her. Blue, who had been on her way to her mother's house, said she first called her mom and then called nine one one. Blue said the other driver's erratic behaviour scared her. I thought she was going to come and fight me. I didn't know. I was kind of confused as to what had happened. And then she turned around and started running down the street. You would be thrown for a loop at that point, I feel. <laughs> You're like, a fight is about to break out. And then she begins stripping, throwing paper towels at you and then turns around and runs down the street. The element of surprise is incredibly valuable in a fight, Connor. What she was doing there was if she runs that far enough that way, she will eventually come back around the other way around the world and <gasps> then punch you in the back of the head. Of course. Of yeah. course. It's the old classic uh, rope-a-dope. She's rope-a-dope in Sky Blue. Sky Blue, got ro- Sky Blue 22 got rope-a-doped. <laughs> if your second name was Blue, what would be the worst name you could call your child? Uh, Dabba-dee-dabba-da. Oh, no, Sky. Oh, yeah, sorry. Baby? Oh, what the, oh, when she was younger, actually. Oh, oh that joke would have been made. Baby Blue. Ja- oh, oh, fuck Jesus. me. I hate her mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight I someone. <laughs> so, what do you think of this woman's technique? Now, you get into a crash, 
you're like, fuck, I don't have insurance. First step, confuse them. Yeah. First step is distraction. Yeah. So gets out, immediately starts taking off clothes. Immediately Is that the naked. right step? I mean, it's not the wrong step. That's what I'll say yeah. here. Um, mm. it, it, first of all, you're getting rid of any evidence that could possibly tie you to that scene. <laughs> but you're leaving the evidence at the scene. That is also which would true. Which have your DNA. Yeah, didn't think about that one. Um, you would have to run maybe 20 yards down the road, then strip. They'll never connect the two. That's Yeah, because that could have been anyone stripping. Could have been any naked person. And then, just running into oncoming traffic. I mean, you might cause a car crash, which would then distract them from the other car crash. <laughs> the more car crashes you cause, the less ha- heat is on you. That, yeah, because if you murder one person and someone else murders a dozen people, who are they going to go exactly. after first? They're not gonna. They're gonna leave you alone. Go after the serial killers. I've only murdered my my father, my husband, my wife. Like he's murdered at least six of his wives. Yeah. Go after him. Go after him. I'm I'm scot free <laughs> in all this. I'm a model citizen other than the murder. Which, who would you rather be with? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just... What really caught my eye there was the paper towels. One, where did she get them? And two, why did she think paper towels in any sort of a situation would be the best thing to throw down a road or throw at somebody? Was she pretending it was like a spike strip, like the cops use, and she rolled it across? Oh no, the soakage! The soakage, It's yeah. triple layered! <laughs> One sheet does plenty! <laughs> just, your car drives over and the tyres just sink into it. It's so soakable. So absorbent. Oh shit. Uh, you know that? It's just it's one sheet does plenty. That's what that Spanish man told me that one time in that ad. That's all that, that ad is just yeah. perfectly toned as well. <laughs> uh I don't know. What like was Sky Blue okay after all this? She was fine. She was not harmed. She is our first she's our witness to the scene. Good. She got into a crash with somebody, then they got out of their car and she's like, Oh no, they're gonna fight me. They immediately begin stripping, throw paper towels at her, and then run away. So she won the fight? I think technically that means she won, yeah. She's 1-0. 1-0 to Sky Blue. 22. Yeah. 22. <laughs> um, if she gets the 2-0, oh, jeez, that record. 2-0. and oh. oh, no. Oh. Sky Blue, 22, 2-0. No, that doesn't work. No. We need to get to something else ending in 2. Two, uh, oh, and two. And you? you could say oh, and two. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have to lose two fights, though. She's already won. That record's out. Oh, shit. Sky, you fucked it up. Oh, why are you so good at fighting, Sky? <laughs> um, Can't fight the Sky. Okay. You don't want to fight the Sky, Sean. That's one step I'll give you. That, that man um, in the fighter jet tried to fight the Sky. He, he, he jumped out to headbutt it. <laughs> he even got rid of his helmet. Got rid of the helmet. <laughs> Clear fight. <laughs> Um, Sean we're moving on to our next weird news and it's finally happened what has Iowa Iowa woman <gasps> drove to police station and asked officers to test her methamphetamine for, for the corona Jesus it was only a matter of time <laughs> weeks ago Sean we said that the, the the police officers were putting up Facebook posts that were like if you need your mate checked, we will check it for the virus. Check it for free. Yeah, for free. Just bring it to us and we'll check it. And we were like, who's dumb enough? Surely no one would that? fall for that. Surely. Well, Sean Salmon, a 53-year-old woman in Sioux City, Iowa, has been charged with unlawful possession of a controlled substance after she allegedly drove to the Sioux City, <laughs> City Police Department on Sunday afternoon and asked police to examine a bag of meth for the virus. And they so, did they? So, they're, a good de- they're good citizens. So at 1.03pm... Salmon drove her 2016 grey Chevy truck to the police station and showed signs of impairment, Sean. As in, like, she needed glasses or something like that? Um, no, like, erratic behaviour, paranoia, and profuse sweating. Pro- oh, profuse sweating? 
Mm. You don't want to ever be profuse sweating. No, you want to be... What's the opposite of profuse? Um, Anti-fuse? Mm. <laughs> Anti-fuse. <laughs> Anti-fuse sweating. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> um, um, she then asked police to examine her drugs because she's worried. She consented to a search of her body and her vehicle, and police found 15 grams of meth, a bag of meth with 15 grams, a bag of cannabis, and a large amount of paraphernalia for ingesting drugs. That doesn't mean anything. Could have been anybody's. I mean, it wasn't her car, and she specifically said, could you test my meth? But at the same time, that could have been anyone's meth. That's true. But, uh, like, and if she got bad bad meth from someone, she deserves to know. <laughs> it's only good to be safe. If you're taking meth, you want to be safe. You want to be safe about it, yeah. You want clean meth. Mm. Yeah. The woman then consented to a drug test and was immediately taken into custody and jailed. But she was like, yeah, test me, that's fine. How desperate do you have to be to be like, look, I love meth, but I'm I'm not mental. Like, I don't want to get sick. I just want my meth. I want to look after my body. <laughs> my body's a temple. Could you just check my meth? To see if it's okay. Not a problem. Now, we will have to arrest you for to, for us to do that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Look, I haven't done anything wrong, officer. I literally have not done one thing wrong. Oh, so handcuffs. I'm glad we've actually had oh, this. Oh, there's handcuffs. Oh. It's weird you're handcuffing me now, because I've done nothing wrong. All I've done I've is... I've just come here for a test. I've, I've done as you asked, and I've brought in my meth to the mm, police station. Mm. Do you think, at what point did it dawn at her... That maybe this wasn't just general procedure of how they tested meth probably w- when they had her in jail. Probably when they closed the cell door. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, even then she was like, they'll come back. They're just testing it. They just want to make me sit down here. This is social distancing. Yeah, no, it's right. They're being responsible. Did I'm glad they're being responsible. Just like I am being responsible by trying to get my meth tested. It's, just, it's, it's only natural to want clean meth. You're dead right. If you're going to go and met, you might as well go clean. Yeah. So while the wo- while the woman's inquiry might seem odd, 20 police departments around the US have published misinformation on Facebook, warning people, if you have recently purchased met, it may be con- contaminated. Um, the polls continue. If you're not comfortable going into an office setting, please, please request any officer and they'll test your met in the privacy of your own home. Please spread Ooh. the word. We are here for you. Look, okay, I think I mentioned this before. They are tricking people. But if they're but doing illegal things... deserve to be tricked. Yeah, they're, they're tricking gullible people. Mm. But I suppose they might be a bit, as the report says, impaired because of the meth using see that would normally if you're on a lot of meth and then say just you're like me and you can't really relate but imagine you're on meth shot Ima- yeah let me imagine the, that <laughs> you're very chatty today <laughs> but if if um, you're at the height of like just feeling good and then you read on Facebook, you just scroll through Facebook and you read, the police will test your meth to see if, if like, you have a virus in them. You're like, fuck, it's the only responsible thing to do. That's it. I've never, I mean, I've never gotten the meth tested before. Oh, Jesus. I'm in danger. I've been a fool all this time. I've lost all my teeth, but I think that's just because of dentistry. Dentistry. I you don't know. Dentists are a scam. <laughs> that's where they get you they make you brush your teeth no oh, losers <laughs> I brush and I brush and I brush, brush but only the meth makes my teeth feel good <laughs> I feel alive meth makes everything feel good <laughs> um, I think what's really important here is that we doubted the fact that that would ever trick anybody but I really felt it was important to tell you that it worked at least one idiot yeah you've, t- you've taught me now that Never, never overestimate people. No. People will always... never underestimate people. Just estimate people. Estimate people. Yeah, just everyone deserves a probably in regards to anything they'll ever do. (laughs) Murder? Probably. Probably. Who am I to say? I don't know them. I don't know their story. They could love murder. Will you get ejected from a fighter jet at some point in your life? Probably. Probably. I, How are we to know? I used to think that ejector seats would be more of a concern for me than they actually are. 
Yeah, they were very big in the animated, like, in the 90s, all those cartoons. Yeah, and I, I used to always think, like, what what if I need to pull one? Do I need to pull very yeah. hard? I think the trick with the injector seat, make it as sensitive a button as possible. Yeah. Make it easily tappable. Just look at the button and you want it to go off. <laughs> and I just, I really want some more air. Well, you're going to be getting some. <laughs> um, we're finishing off Weird News Wednesday this week, Sean, with a Florida woman who decided to make Easter a bit fucking weird. Oh, gosh. Um, Florida woman stuffed plastic Easter eggs with porn and placed them in strangers' mailboxes this weekend. Jesus. Mm. I mean, why? Well, Florida woman, such like Florida man, they don't stop for any sort of quarantine. They're going to figure out a way to ruin someone these days. Yeah, because given eggs at Easter, it's primarily for kids, right? You would think... Um, so for several days, deputies of one Florida county were receiving phone calls complaining about Easter eggs filled with pornographic images being placed into residents' mailboxes. Later, later officials said they found a suspect. Okay, I know, and it was so, this Florida woman. Yes. So on Wednesday, Flagler County deputies said they received calls about a woman placing more of the plastic eggs into mailboxes on Hernandez Avenue and identified the suspect's vehicle, a 2004 Silva, Silver Honda Civic. There's a lot of cars today. It's a car um, show now. It's a car, we're top gear. Uh, officials said the eggs contained pornographic images, non-threatening references to nearby churches and county buildings and other items. Not, what does that mean? Non-threatening not references. Ju- so not just not just uh, pornographic images. Yeah, there were also some eggs that just had references to nearby churches and county buildings and other items in them. So she just had a selection of pornographic images. But in some other eggs, she thought maybe a, a paperclip. I don't know. Just like, maybe what do just the kids a, a like? That says I like the church. Yeah, you know that specific church that we all live near? That one. <laughs> I like that one. As if to say, we go to the same church. <laughs> um, I, non-threatening makes it funnier. Because if it's threatening, like, it's bad. Like, oh, like I'm going to, like, shoot up a church or blow up a church or so. But it's like, no, no, no it wasn't threatening in any way. She was just, just there's a church down there. Just She was just pointing out some local landmarks. Yeah. <laughs> church. Post office. <laughs> Bank. <laughs> Eiffel Tower um, it's in Paris yeah what do you do it's somewhere um, by 11.19pm deputies located the vehicle heading north on Bell pa- Terra Parkway and made a traffic stop um, inside the Civic was 42 year old Abril Sestoni uh, detective said Sestoni admitted to placing the items in the mailbox saying she was educating people Sean Ed- she was educating people in, 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 in the art of pornography and where churches are. <laughs> the two things people need education on. <laughs> a bag of pornographic material was found inside the vehicles, officials said. Um, she also said she distributed over 400 pamphlets within the past few days throughout Flagler County. Um, deputies said she displayed no symptoms of any sort of illness. She was just a bit mental. So 400 pamphlets stating in regards to where churches were, just in regards to how um, how you can improve your day, but also mostly just the pornographic material as well. Spice it up. Yeah, just, just mix up your Easter, you know? For too long it's been the domain of bunnies and chocolate. <laughs> I need more lo- lo- locations for holy places. Um, our team did a great job in tracking this deranged offender down and taking her into custody, said Sheriff Rick St- Stanley. Good name. Two first names. Thankfully, two first names. Actually, no, I'm not trusting them anymore. <laughs> Thankfully, she she did not appear to have any symptoms, but she certainly does need some help in other areas. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> this again proves that see something, say something works, and we thank the community for being part of our guardianship policing philosophy. Um, according to the news, she said she worked for Publix. Um, Publix? But what's really important here is that she was also driving with a spe- suspended licence. Ah, illegal. She was going around on Easter for a few days in mailboxes, having plastic Easter eggs, uh, inside the Easter eggs putting... Like, porn is weird. But I think... 
pamphlets and other items is just weirder. Yeah, that involves, like, there's an element of, oh, this is everything you need. This is, like, it's all tied together somehow, and Mm. she's put thought into them. It's not just stuffing ripped out pages of a magazine into an egg. It's... Like, like it's not it's not the first step of a Jehovah's Witness to put porn in an Easter egg. I don't think it could be a bold new strategy. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> them, aren't we? <laughs> it could be. You turn up to the house, and you're like, "Fuck the Jehovah's Witness! Don't open the door." But they throw an Easter egg into the window that has porn in it. You have my attention, Jehovah. Just like, Please continue. You just open the door and it's on the chain, and he just winks at you, and it's just like, "All right, come in." <laughs> You've done it again. Fair play to you, boy. Huh? I think any religion at all should their first step be maybe don't put porn in some sort of Easter egg. I say that's step one. That's the first commandment. Mm. First commandment: Thou shall not lust over my neighbour. Thou shall not put porn in an Easter egg. There's Thou too many steal. rules. How am I meant to follow all of these very specific rules? <laughs> oh God, that's like. How do you how do how do you cope with receiving that? Like, how, what do you do? Especially if you're one of the people that just get the whereabouts of a church. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So 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 Bill across the road gets. <laughs> Bill gets a bit of fun and all I'm left with is with fucking GPS locations. <laughs> For fuck's sake! I I just got coordinates. <laughs> Bill has a wife. I'm fucking single, lads. We need a bit of, bit of fun. I don't mean to get too crude here, but come on now. He has like, he has like a whole, the whole internet. He's like, no, I just love porn in Easter egg form. <laughs> that's my just, niche. I can't get enough of it. It's my niche. There's definitely somebody in the world that's that's their niche. Oh yeah, everyone has a niche for everything. <laughs> Everybody has a niche for something fucking weird. And that's fine. That's allowed. That, no, it's not. Well, no, sometimes it's not, though, Sean. But, oh, yeah, allowed. Once you're not hurting anyone or doing anything illegal, yeah. then work away. Yeah. Don't be sucking toes. Don't, That's just step one. Don't be, don't be like, <laughs> leave leave horses out of it. That's, that's rule number one. <laughs> step one, no horses. Step two, don't be sucking toes. Step, step three, three if you're going to give me porn, put it in an Easter egg. <laughs> that's all I say. Step four, happy Easter. <laughs> yeah. We're gathered here today. What a beautiful day! <laughs> a beautiful Easter, and um, we've all had our porn <laughs> from our eggs. It's a lovely day. Lovely day, lads. T- little Billy. Billy, I know you have a go- you've had a good Easter. <laughs> <laughs> you little devil, you have. What, you filthy bastard! <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> go to the church. I have the coordinates. <laughs> um, Sean, I think that's it for this week's weird news. What a week. What a weird. Mm. What a news. All those things. All those things. That was a good week. Mm. The um, you, 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 you did well, Connor. I'm proud of you. You, you, took up oh, the, you took up the task of hosting weird news and you flourished. Do you think I could do it again next week? I, I think you should do it for every week from now on, I promise. Mm. <laughs> maybe well that's a lot of responsibility it's kind of turned there I just asked for one more week but every week until eternity seems like a long time Con- Connor Connor hold out your hand mm. yeah I'm, I'm holding out I've also held out my hand and now I'm passing a yeah. torch to you oh I've dropped the torch oh, they call me Butterfingers Lord oh Jesus his house oh, no. it's going up in smoke lads <laughs> It's very smoky in here. <laughs> Jesus. We passed the torch. Carpets are very flammable. My petrol carpet. Why did he soak it in petrol every morning? <laughs> um, do you want to take us out, Chuck? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday with an episode of Hero or Zero. Monday with Movie Mondays. And next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday. Uh, if you would like to support the show, first of all, a big thank you to all our patrons who support us over on Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can join those fine people by going to patreon.com slash podcast, Or there is a link in the description. Um... If you don't feel like doing that, or you just can't, the best way you can ever support a show is by telling one human being that we exist. Mm. And... Just the one. Just, if I hear anybody asking two people, saying the two people, maybe like this, I'll find you. And we'll know. We'll know, lads. 
There's a little horn that goes, I just like look up into the distance. Jump in your fighter jet and go. <laughs> oh no, the ejector seat. Oh, every time. Um, <laughs> or you can leave us a like and a review on iTunes. That really helps us out a lot as well. Uh, we are on all the social medias and they're all linked in the description. And other than that, I think we're all done for the week. Yeah? Yeah, I think, I think that's it. Excellent. I think, I think we've done pretty well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been a joy. I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 